Good evening and welcome, welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini and I'm here with my long-term business partner with a company called Maximum Value Partners. His name is Adam Sunhalter. And we're on our Wednesday night from 7 to 8 show, which is going to be talking about something going on in small businesses. Because that's what we talk about all the time. That's what our business coaching company does. That's what we do. We love small businesses, and we're always talking about it, so we got a radio show to do it in. So tonight, we're going to be talking about one one trend in our experience as business coaches. We have coached hundreds of companies. We've met thousands of business owners. And basically, we, we study the business, and we love it, and we coach it, and we make improvements in in the owners' lives when when they take our coaching experiences. Now, one thing we also do with our radio show is to talk about those experiences. And tonight, we're going to talk about IT, information technology, but not like you normally hear information talk, technology talked about. We're going to talk about the people who run these small organizations, small companies, IT companies, People who, who have the skill of that technology and know how to do wonderful things with it. We have several clients who are IT clients, and they're unique. They're unique in several ways, and we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about it over the next hour, about how they're unique and why they're unique. But before we do that, we're going to tell you how you can reach us. And that's going to be done by Adam Sunhalter, my Wonderful business partner here. Go on, Adam. Sorry, they can reach out and touch us. Wasn't that an old uh, Bell commercial, Jack? I reach think out it and is. touch a friend. I think it is. I don't think that's uh, it's probably not politically correct anymore to talk about reaching out and touching a friend anymore. But you can still do that. And we're your friends. You can reach no, out and you touch. Can't say it. You, you can can't reach say out and touch us here at WINT Radio. We got uh, Sean sitting by, waiting for your phone calls. You can get us when we're here live in the studio every Wednesday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. That number is four four zero. Nine four six nine four six eight. It's very easy to remember, right? Four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. So that's a great way to get a hold of us. You can email us too, radio at maximumvp.com, or you can tweet at us at, at maximumvp. For Jack, you can get him at Jack M M V P, and for me, you can get me at, at Adam Sonhalter. So lots of ways to be part of it. Sean, Sean, our engineer is ready for a big influx. Big influx of IT people going to call in tonight. All right. Our, our theme of the show has to do not only with the IT owners, but in particular, in particular, their spouses. So as Jack was setting this up, as he talked about, we've worked with hundreds of clients, and we've met thousands of them. And when we're meeting with potential clients, once in a while we'll, we'll have the spouse come along. To, as, as part of the process, you know, the, 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 the owner wants their spouse to come along. It is in nearly 100% of the cases when we're dealing with a technology or an IT company where the spouse is involved in that process. Whether it be the, and now, this doesn't matter whether or not the, the, the spouse is an is a, is a employee or not, whether they're an owner or not, but they are involved in the process of meeting Jack and I whether it be the first meeting, first phone call, second meeting, second phone call, very early on in that process, they want to get involved to be able to meet us. And 
you know, as we started to reflect upon this, you know, Jack and I will, will get together and plan you know, at least once a year, if not more often, for, and we'll, we'll review different trends and patterns in our business. And we identified this years ago where we started to see, hey, you know what? Every every time we, we meet somebody who, who owns a technology company, the spouse is always is always there. And you know? usually, and, usually that spouse is a female. Uh, most of the IT companies that we've dealt with, in fact, all of them. No, I would say most. Most is the proper term. Most have, have uh, are owned by males. So when we talk about spouse, usually they're all married. You know, so that, that's been our experience. That's our brief little pro personal profile. Yeah, and so we start asking why. So why is the case? And when you, when you look at that, and if you look at the at the stats, you know, when you look at people who are graduating with degrees in engineering or computer sciences, it, it's by far the majority are are, are men. So that you know, that's a big reason why. At least at this point in, in history, as far as why that's the case, we start to ask why. So so why do we have this tremendous um, influence that, that may may appear to be kind of out of context again versus a lot of our other clients. You know, there there's, there are many of our clients where we've never met the spouse at all. You know, maybe may we've we've done a a, a disc behavior assess, assessment form or something like that. Maybe we've talked to them on the phone here or there once in a while, but we've certainly heard about them as part of our discussions with our clients. But it's not unusual, Jack, that we that we do not meet the spouse at all, especially if the spouse is not an employee of the company. That's right. Right? But it's always the case when it's IT. We can guarantee with IT technology that we're going to meet the spouse. And so as Jack and I were preparing for the show, I started to go back into my archives of all my filmology. And for those of you who know me pretty well, you know that when I typically reference a movie, it's going to be from the 1980s or, or 90s or maybe even before. It's rare that it's in the in the aughts, in the 2000s or, 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 or the 2010s because I haven't seen too many movies lately. But there's some great classics out there. So as we're, as we're preparing for today's show, one of the first movies that kind of popped into my head is something I think that most people have probably seen from 1984, the classic Revenge of the Nerds. We are the champions. We are the champions. Yes. That's right. No that time movie. for losers. That's right, Jack. All right. Queen. You're making, you're making Sean adjust the, the volumes in there. You kind of blow everybody's ears. That's good. That's good. I like the enthusiasm. Busting right. ears. That's what I do. I bust ears. That's right. So we're, so we're picturing, picturing that that film, and obviously, like like most films, they'll take things to an extreme. But as you look back at the folks who were who are now owning technology companies, these are folks who typically took a path through mathematics, through engineering, through computer sciences. When they when it starts in grade school and and high school, and, and even get going into the college, like like the the, the scenes from Re- Revenge of the Nerds, these are the folks who were kind of misunderstood kind of pushed aside and, you know that that speech at the end um by uh uh oh, what's his name anthony neck? edwards no is oh, well, well, he, okay no you're right gilbert started but then anthony edwards kind of, they, they kind of went back where they talked about the whole, whole idea hey we're just kind of we're, we're picked down we're, we're, we're poked at it's something that again we, we talked to a lot of our clients about this and, and and what they went through you know you know growing up in terms of being misunderstood or perhaps being you know even being abused like that um it helps you shape and understand kind of where they're coming from. So they, their social skills, as they started to evolve, weren't always you know maybe the, the, the best because they were dealing with a lot of equipment that did real well when they you know they play, you know type in a command to a computer or some sort of electronic device that tends to do okay. When you get people involved, it often doesn't work as well. Well, this goes back to probably high school is a better a better starting point because you know kids are 
are coming into their own in, in various ways, but they're way more aware of other kids and their taunting or admiration, whatever the case may be. And the, the kids who, who got excellent grades and were, and now I'm generalizing here, but the kids who got excellent grades and, and were in the sciences and the hard courses, basically, this goes back now. I'm not sure what high school is like today. It's been so long since I've been there. But it basically, they were, they were pushed into a corner where they had to rely on one another. And to Adam's point about Revenge of the Nerds, they were disrespected, poked at, made fun of, and they, they basically huddled together, continued to get good grades, and they weren't in the cool kid set. They were just the opposite. And they grew up to be adults, which they are now, and there's probably 5 to 10% of them with those hard science degrees and backgrounds that are now running the world. And we're at their mercy, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. The, the, the times have changed and the order of priorities have uh, been switching for a while. But those are the kids who never really got what, what is called the mainstream, the guys who didn't get good grades, the jocks. I was a jock. I was more of a jock. My grades were okay, but they certainly weren't stellar. And there were more people like me than there were like them. And that's an important distinction. And they weren't cool. They were picked on. And as a result, they, they didn't gain the social skills necessary in many cases to go out in the real world where most of the people, probably 70% or better, are people who are average, at least in performance in many ways. So let me let me state this real quick, Jack, so people understand. We have quite a few uh, technology companies as clients, and the owners of those of those companies are some of our favorite clients. And a big reason for that is they're just some of the the, the most fantastic people that that Jack and I know. Not only are they wickedly smart and very curious people, they also tend to be some of the most kind and caring people that that, that we know, and they do business the right way. That's right. So they haven't come out, you know, and when Jack's talking about the whole idea that, that we're at their mercy because they're running the world, and you know, they aren't vengeful people. They, they understand, you know, to a certain extent of, of how they're wronged, and, and they want to do do right. So they, they tend to, te- to treat people very well, and as we get wait into minute, to, to to our discussion we're, today. We're talking about revenge of the nerds. No, I know, <laughs> and, and, the, and the nerds were good, right? They, they, they played some pranks, and again, as people got to know them, what was beautiful about that movie is that it gave people a chance to kind of, you know, people that, that they, they may have kind of pushed aside and never engaged with, you got a chance to kind of get a peek in and, into their world and understand their sense of humor and how they could be a lot of fun and how they could, you know, take things that that, that you and I, Jack, you know, and keep in mind, Jack and I are not technology guys, and Jack and I are nowhere near as smart as most of our IT clients by any means. You know, we can think about some, some really cool ideas we could maybe put up on a whiteboard, Jack, but to actually take that and to make it happen, well, that's never. where these guys come in. These guys are great. They can take those things. They can, they can make those things happen, you know. And uh, so people get a chance, you know, through 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 a movie like that to kind of get insight that we, that we've gotten firsthand in terms of just you know what what good people they are, and we know that a lot of the time we spend with with our IT and technology clients has to do with the people side of stuff, okay? And so primarily that's going to include employees and customers and vendors. So anytime that that, that they're dealing with people, because of the, the the early start in their lives where maybe they they, they weren't as uh, socially you know involved and so so certain situations or or things maybe maybe be a little bit awkward at times or there's just a lot of subtlety whenever you're dealing with people 
there's a lot of salty that goes on. And so it's quite often the case that something might go really badly with an employee or a customer or a vendor. And as they're retelling the story of, of where things went wrong, you know, for, for Jack and I, it's very obvious where it went wrong. It's often a very little thing. Hey, if you had just done this one little tweak to it or this one little tweak to that, it's very similar to, again, putting together a, you know, a, a spaceship. You know, if, one little tweak here or there and, you know, all of a sudden you're off by a million miles kind of thing versus, you know, landing on your spot. It's not too different when it comes to dealing with people. And it's a big part of what we spend our time with, um, with our IT clients. And the spouses, let me come back because we have our, our first break coming up here already. It's amazing. We're getting, getting things framed here. But when it comes to the spouse part of it, there's a lot of things that, that, that go on with spouses where they tend to, again, as we start to, to, to get older and mature and start to, you know, to, 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 to not be like high schoolers for most of us. Most of us have, gone, have grown up and gone beyond high school, Jack. You know, we haven't kind of plateaued you there. You think? Boy, I wonder in today's society <laughs> anymore how true that is. But well, I'll, I'll accept it well, as true. For those of us that are, that are our age brackets or older, okay, you know, I think we've gotten beyond it. The folks who are still in their their their, their teens or twenties, maybe not. But as you start to appreciate what's kind of going on, and you know, as we get into this, where spouses get involved, they they carry a ton of weight, and there's a lot of reasons for that, which which we'll get into after after the break. So if you're an IT owner or you own a technology company. Stay tuned. We've got some great, great stuff for you here. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm an IT guy. I use IT. You're it. It. All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. All right, welcome back. We're here listening to Queen. We are the champions. After uh, Jack serenaded in the Wait, first uh, first again. segment, you want to hear Freddie Mercury sing this one instead, huh? <laughs> Everybody now. We are the champions. Fight until the end. All right, you've good come thing, in. You've come into. We didn't the, make that record or that recording. That's right. Coming to the the the, <laughs> the karaoke version of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. I'm Adam Sonhalter. and I'm Jack Mencini, and we are singing queens tonight, and talking about <laughs> spouses and IT companies and little businesses and big small businesses and. Whoever owns them. Right. All right. If you want to be part of the show, you're more than welcome. You don't have to sing. You can, though. We're, we're always welcome that. You can get us here in the studio. Uh, Sean is sitting by, uh, waiting for the phone to ring at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. We're talking about IT companies, technology companies, and the reference that we, we had from, the, from our first segment, talking about the movie Revenge of the Nerds, and that song, We Are the Champions by Queen. We talked about some of the reasons why, and we, we, we hinted at this, we want to get into it here in, in this segment, Jack, in terms of why the spouses for IT companies often have a ton of influence when it comes to the business, whether they're an owner or not. And so kind of building off our, our, our first segment here, Jack, part of the, the idea um, when it comes to social graces, things that kind of happen uh, for many folks going up through high school, there's a lot of dating going on, okay? 
Well, for many of the folks who are more involved in IT, and there, there are always exceptions. I, I, I we had a good buddy of ours in, in college who was, who, was a, who was an IT genius who was a total kind of stud, okay? But he was he was very unusual for, for the IT community. Yeah, fraud, totally. Well, no, well he was, again, he was good that way. Um, he was very, very uh, unsuspecting that way. But uh, most of you know, most of, the, uh, of our of our IT clients, you know, weren't active daters. Let's say in high school and college. Again, you, you got a sense of that from whether it be from Revenge of the Nerds or there, there's another great movie that that was from 1985, another classic called Real Genius with uh, Val Kilmer. And there was another guy I can't remember his name, but he was a 15 year old going to college. And again, a lot of these very smart kids are working on some lasers back 30 plus years ago. So some of the the, the, the brainiest of the brainiest folks, and you'd see some of the very awkwardness just when it comes to at that age in college of trying to date, how does, how does that all kind of work? And so, because um, their focus was on other things. You know, it wasn't necessarily on the, now that, not that they weren't interested in the opposite sex. It just, it just didn't, you know, they weren't necessarily in those groups where that wasn't kind of what, what, often, what often happened. So many of them get involved in those kind of relationships maybe a little bit later in life. Well, those things weren't important. They, you know, the, the dating wasn't as important as the science. The dress wasn't as important as the, the projects and you know they were into it themselves that's how they they you know not only built self-esteem but rightfully so they they pioneered areas and get got involved in things that right now are driving the world in ways that we couldn't even imagine when certainly when I was back in high school yeah so you know as we all start to mature and get in you know get out of our college years and get into our 20s and our 30s and they start you know, where the idea of doing a keg stand is not really cool anymore, Jack. And that was really cool when you're 19 or 20 or 21. But when you're 31, maybe it's not, not not the coolest thing in the world. But your point, if you're working on some pretty neat things, making some things happen, you can hold an you can hold a intellectual discussion with somebody and be very you know, have a lot of just interesting things to talk about. That's right. And That's so right. what happens is what we have found is many of these owners have now again I'll call them late late bloomers. They start to start to bloom socially, um, you know, more in their t- kind of 20s and 30s. They came into contact with and started to attract some pretty powerful and strong females, and so I'll use this this word lovingly. These females who often became spouses will be very, what might appear to be very overprotective of their husbands. Okay, so coming back to our our, our scratching our bald heads here, going, how come we're always we're always meeting the spouse of the IT company owners? Well, because they're protecting. It's like the the, the the mother cub protecting their, their young, here, here they are knowing that folks have often taken advantage of their spouses. And, and, and there's often and some things that they aren't going to let that it happen. happen. Yeah, or, or maybe they aren't as good judges of character or, or missing some of the subtleties where folks who aren't necessarily good for them, they can be in there to help kind of ferret through that pretty quickly. You know, So they're, they're doing it with, with good reason from that standpoint. <laughs> so it, well, why do they have an inordinate amount of... of influence over over the owner male company i'll tell you why in just a couple of simple words they're sleeping with the owner isn't that probably one big reason that they have weighted weighted influence over over the owner but wait a minute jack yeah you have the spouses of non-it companies that are sleeping with the owners as well typically aren't they yeah okay but their influence isn't as strong well i don't usually. know we don't see it because they don't bring them to the meetings well that's, that tells us a lot doesn't it the fact that they aren't they aren't getting involved like that tells us a lot <laughs> and so again coming uh, coming back to the hypothesis here again you know if you've if you've dated a lot of at a young age, you recognize that things don't. You know, the first person you date, 
it's rare that's going to be the person that, that that you marry and live with for the rest of your life. You know, so there's a process that goes through. So there, there's a meeting of the opposite sex, and you date, and it doesn't work out, and you you start over again. And you go through that process numerous times. While it could be painful at times where where things break off, usually you're able to dust yourself off and kind of get back up and realize that you know, hey, I'll meet somebody else. Well, if you haven't ever done that or didn't do it early on in your in your life, uh, the the first person of the opposite sex is going to pay some attention to you, Jack. You're not going to let that go very easily, <laughs> you know. And so their 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 influence, their voice, tends to carry a lot of weight. And and, and there's a tremendous again what we see with a lot of our clients, the, the the respect they have for their spouse is tremendous, and and it's it's no no doubt who's wearing the pants in that relationship mm, for, the, for the vast majority of the cases. Well, that's true because they 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 assert. They assert, and they often assert quite, uh, quite extensively. They being the spouse or the, the owner. The spouse. Yes. The spouse, and it may be that the smarts that the the owner has, the IT educated person, knows when to draw the line too. We don't know all the intimacies that go on in their life, but what we do know is that yeah i agree the spouse seems to be often very assertive in those meetings like wait a minute who's in charge here who are we dealing with <laughs> for anybody who's been involved in, in in sales and sales training you know it's key to have the decision makers identified and involved <laughs> in the process and so we know that again now we come to expect and almost welcome it and, and almost invite them in Hey, make sure your spouse comes or you know, can we meet your spouse because we know even if it's not said, it's often a, it's a very strong, influential person when it comes to that kind of a, sure, a relationship. Sure, if, if we're coaching and and we get into a, a subject area where there's changes to be made, and the owner goes home that night, and how was your day, dear? And well, let me tell you. And so he he tries to explain what exactly we're talking about, and she's going to get upset often because she misunderstands it. So we like to have the spouse, usually a female, part of the meeting, especially early on, so she gets a feel for what you know what we do and how we do it. It's very important. And again, this stuff's all well intentioned. Usually, the way this goes is is we gain the trust very quickly because what Jack and I work on, we work on what's best for the company, what's best for the organization, and that often means what's best for the owners. Okay, in terms of how that, in terms of how it all kind of unfolds, and so we're able to build that trust very quickly. And they understand that we're there looking out for the best interest. We aren't there to try to make a buck or to, or, or to pull fast ones. That's not what we do. And that's why we have clients for years because we're there adding value, helping them through a lot of these things. And quite frankly, they view us as a nice relief because often what's happened before is their, their IT husband comes home and talks about how their day went. And as they, you know, they may be running things by him, it's probably driving the spouse nuts to a certain extent. And they're glad that, that their, their, their spouse now has somebody else to talk to about many of these things. So instead of bringing home some challenges that have happened, they're coming home with some victories or, or they're not talking about business at all. They're talking about some other stuff. You know? So it helps to, to make things work for them where they aren't you know, being brought in. Because, again, they are a trusted source, as most spouses are. They're a trusted source. But they don't necessarily want to be involved in every little thing going on in the business day to day. And often they aren't necessarily the best equipped, you know. Uh, I remember early on, Jack, we had we had a, we had a client, an IT client, we were getting ready to bring on, and uh, somebody that we'd known for a number of years, and so felt pretty good, and so when he approached us saying he was ready to kind of to kind of bring us on, I said, but I got to have you come meet my wife. I'm thinking, okay, well, this is somebody that we've known for years, right? We're thinking, 
Okay, well, is she involved in the business? Nope. Nope. <laughs> hey, what's her background? And her background had nothing to do with IT. In fact, so he said, "Well, you know, she worked. She worked for a bank. Okay, bankers, you know, can get, can get exposed. Can can get exposed to a lot of things. You know, was she in, you know, you know, in, in investment banking, commercial banking, you know, what kind of stuff she she doing? Well, she was a retail teller. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, what else she did? Well, it's kind of what she did for you know for ten, twelve years. Okay. So, and you know, nothing against retail tellers." When it comes to Too late. when it comes to a business business <laughs> experience, okay, the, the 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 business acumen of, of and exposure of somebody who's working as a retail teller in a bank is not what you and I have been through, Jack. Right, that's, and so the kind of questions that were correct. asked and, and and talked about and the kind of advice that person gives, again, even though it's coming from a good place, it's coming from a place of wanting to help and wanting to protect and and to be able to do right. Uh, they often don't have the 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 experience and the history to, to to be able to offer proper guidance. Just like somebody would not invite you or I, Jack, over to fix a computer problem. Well, speak for yourself, Adam. I have a I have a little kit that I I'm often called, especially in the middle of the night, to fix people's computers. Wait, like I, kit the car from from <laughs> night drive night who? night rider? Who? Oh, from night rider! <laughs> Holy crap! Wow, <laughs> that kind of kit. I got a little no. black kit like a doctor's kit. I <laughs> go over to those houses and where's the where's the patient? That's what I say. That's and they right. pull out the computer. And in a matter of usually a matter of fifteen minutes I have the problem. All right. Well we'll we'll talk about more of that when we get back from the break. So we got some more stories on the on the other side here. Uh, so stay tuned to hear some more about technology companies and the owners and the and the tremendous influence that the spouses have, how to harness that power. Stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And I have a harness, too, that I drag a bigger uh, <laughs> computer repair kit with me. But anyway. You got, you got everything, Jack. All right. Well, stay tuned <laughs> for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. Welcome back. Rocking out a little you too here, Jack. All right, well, <laughs> glad to have you back here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are here tonight looking for an IT person to call and refute what we're talking about. Chances are you're a male. Chances are your wife comes to meetings with you from time to time, especially uh, <laughs> hiring some new, some new consultants. Uh, Set us straight. Set us straight if we're on the wrong track. We'd love to hear from you. So as we talked about in our first half of the, half of the show here, we're talking about kind of the, the, the background of IT owners, kind of how they kind of got brought up typically, and how it led to some tremendous influence coming from the best of places for their spouses. And a lot of times we'll have to deal with some situations where, again, the spouse is well-intentioned, but often can create problems. And so recently had a had a client and we'll share this story had a client who's heading to a trade show and I know many owners have been to trade shows before and uh, quite often uh, as an owner of a small company it can be a little uh, chance for a vacation maybe a little family vacation so you bring your spouse along and uh, whether the spouse attends the show or not maybe you'll you'll add a few days before a few days after and, and just check out the area as well and kind of you know make it a nice little nice little getaway for yourself right but sometimes even if your spouse is not involved in the business, you may invite your spouse to be part of the show. 
maybe come work the booth with you, you know, and uh, hang out. And while that can seem like a good idea, it's relatively uh, cheap labor, isn't it, Jack? I mean, heck, it's, you know, if it's not a non-employee, it's just your spouse, you aren't paying you aren't paying or anything to be there. No, she's pretty good. If she's pretty good, that's a nice low-cost value added. Sure. So it works out pretty good. It you're, works out very good, in fact. And you're gaining some brownie points. And, right. You know, and... Like your point, if it's if this is with an IT related company, if 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 your spouse is pretty, you know, has some outgoing characteristics and, and can talk, um, and you know, most IT and engineers like to talk to females. Most of us like to talk to females, but especially IT IT folks and engineers, they aren't used to engaging with them. So can add a lot. Can add a lot. Okay. You did it again. But go on, go on. <laughs> what did I do again? You interjected sex again. Yeah, you, you always do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to the opposite sex. I can sex. tell what's on his they're mind. Talk, they're talking. Too late. Too, wait, wait. Too late again. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking, Jack. So that's good. You know, when, you know, even when you get in your 70s, Sean, you know, things stay the same. Never you never stop stops. thinking about it. It never, it never stops. stops. Guaranteed. He's a great inspiration for me. Okay, it's never going to go away. <laughs> anyway, so let's bring it back to the trade show, Jack. So so having him work the booth can be, can, can be well and, and good. Uh, but you have to understand the, the power. Again, the, the, when we talk about the, the power of that spouse, picture the power of that spouse being in the booth now. And so picture me being an employee. Here you are. You know, you're the owner of the company, Jack, and you're bringing your spouse along. And what the heck? I, you know, I, I'm not going to object to that. I, you know, what Arcanist. am I going to say? <laughs> That's right, unless she's, unless she's on the way out. But uh, Right. Right. So it can make can make for a very awkward situation. And uh and you know, what if, you know, as we go, and often is the case when we go to trade shows, we often like to have our uniforms on. We like to kind of be wearing whatever the, the you know, our company shirts or kind of dress the same. So people know that we're together working the same kind of booth, even if we are out, you know, kind of roaming the floor a little bit. But we so people come to our booth and things kind of fit. You know, we kind of look, we, we kind of look similar. Well, what if your spouse is not so crazy about your uniforms, you know, he doesn't want to wear the uniform? Well, hey, you know, she just, she's not wearing the uniform. Why do I got to wear this silly thing, Jack? You know, I don't want to be wearing this thing. Your wife's not wearing it. You know, why do I have to so wear this thing? So what do you thing? do? What do you do, Adam? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of choices here, What Jack. do you do when that wife said, hey, this this uniform sucks and I'm not going to wear it, but I still want to go with you and be in the booth. Right. right. So you slowly put your arm around her and <laughs> go ahead. take that smiley face and... Put it into hers and say, "Hey, you better not not wear this uniform. If you are, then you're not coming tonight, right?" That's whisper right. It. You whisper, whisper it. Whisper it nice, sweet nothings in her ear and explain to her the situation, how it can and have I'm a negative the man. impact. I'm the man. I'm the man. At the <laughs> <laughs> and this is my company. It's like a girl. He's pounding his chest. Okay, it. I'm the man, right? Like, boom, boom, boom. That's me, right? That's correct, though. First, explaining kind of calmly and saying, here, here's here's the situation. Here's why. And, again, if you're going to be there, you got to be part of the team. Being part of the team means we all kind of wear the same stuff or you don't come. So we, we encourage those kind of uncomfortable <laughs> conversations. We role potential, play them, actually. Yeah, yeah. Potential, yeah, potential conflicts, you know. And so what can seem to, to an outsider like a very simple, almost maybe even a silly example Wait, those kind of little silly examples is where you, what you learn in high school quite often. Yeah. And you carry it away and different modifications as you get older. Those are the kind of things you're talking about where you, you, you learn. I mean, you learn by that interaction of the so-called cool people. And they're not necessarily all cool, but there are 
in the majority or want to be cool. And that gives you the background and the knowledge and the, 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 the instincts to do things like this, to work your way through and not be intimidated by them or, or you know, not necessarily get your way. Uh, it's important. Those, those are very important because they're so numerous and, and they're, they're hidden. They're hidden in the day-to-day machinations of dealing with people. Anybody who's been a client of ours, I don't care how long, whether it's been a month or, or, or 10 years, they've heard us talk to them about their their power as the owner. And we'll often get those kind of silly smirks from our clients when we talk about that stuff. Because they, you know, they aren't, most of them are not egotistical in terms of that way. They, they don't think of themselves that way. We talk about this, their power. When, when they walk into the room, when they say say anything, uh, people will perk up and hear it differently because of who they are, because they're the owner. Um, would you say I'm the man? What were you saying before in your pound on your chest, Jack, about, hey, I'm the... I'm the man. That's the, what you tell her. I'm the I'm man. The man. Okay, well, so... Don't you mess with me. So you're, you know, when you're the <laughs> owner, I don't care if you're a man or woman, you're the man when it comes to, 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 to the business. You're the one signing the paychecks. You're in charge. You have the ability to hire or fire people, okay? So there's tremendous power, and you've got to be aware of that. And just as equally, that, that, that baton of power gets passed very quickly to a spouse who now all of a sudden gets involved. That's why we have lots of discussions about uh, whether it be this time of year now getting into the, the, the picnics, Jack, or, or going to ball games or, That's you know, right. end There's of the year, it's, it's holiday party kind of stuff. And, uh, man, for, for those of you who have been, you know, I dare anybody to call here at 440-946-9468. Please call in and tell us that you've never been to a, a work-related party that's that that's been awkward or forced stiff and awkward right that's right and you're you're put at a table with somebody who's even worse so now what do you do you met them you don't know them you don't want to you're so worried about yourself and the impression you're making that you don't pay any attention to them and it makes it more awkward yeah very difficult this is that's that's you going as a spouse here you're going because your spouse's company's having something and here your spouse is off talking to all her all her work friends about stuff whatever's going on and here you are left, you know, left <laughs> to talk. It's almost like I the feeling. I'm going to bring up the, another movie. I'll go back in the <laughs> 70s now, Jack, is Animal House. The movie Animal House early on where, where they're rushing the fraternities. Sure. They try to meet the, the cool guys. They bring all the, bring all the nerds over to the, to the couch. That's a good example. Hey, here you are. There's, there's this guy, this guy. There's Jug Dish. And they go, anyway, well, yeah, I know these guys. Well, hey, you guys should have lots to talk about that. They kind of put them there. Like they, they kind of put them, all, put them all in one spot, right? What's going on with that? So <laughs> it's been going on for years. That was set in the 50s, right? They're 60s. Yeah, that was 60s. I think I'm pretty sure it was 60s. That's when yeah. it was set. But you know, so to me, it's been going on for a while. It's, 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 <laughs> it's something that can be avoided. So we've come to know and love our IT clients because they are usually very, very good people. And once you, get, you, know, you start to peel back the layers in terms of what's kind of going on, and as they start to understand, because nobody's ever taught them this stuff. To, to your point, many of them weren't maybe involved in team sports. A lot of these things get learned at a young age. If you're involved in team sports, especially at a higher level, you start to understand a lot of the nonverbal communication. It's the that's right and leadership right. stuff. It's the taunting and the the practical jokes that are played on you, but then you can turn right around and play it on them. And you learn that give and take and everything that's involved with that, and that carries over again to the mainstream public. We're having a little pause because of uh, political correctness, but that's a kind of a different story, different show, different time. But those kind of things are are what develops these instincts and this fun side. It's really an attempt to be a fun fun kind of person. And those sort of things 
you know, let the way, let, let that happen. So spouses, spouses yeah. have so an, un, un, an unfair advantage here. But <laughs> again, when I say you got to be the man, when you own a business, you have to have many times the final decision made by you, not anyone else. And that means assert. That means doing things that are going to probably be uncomfortable with, you know, doing something like that. But you got to neutralize. You got to neutralize anybody, including your spouse, who's trying to uh, usurp, usurp or usurp, usurp. like Uber. No, like, no, Uber. Not like no. Uber. Not usurp. usurp. What are you from? You not from? Is that Switzerland or German pronunciation of usurp? Yes, that's okay. right. It's it's sort of. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> That's all right. We're going to take away the power. That's what you're trying to say. That's right. Use all these big words. It's good. I know. I get tangled up when I use those. So we're talking words. about our IT clients who are, are mostly smarter than we are. We're trying to use bigger words, Jack. First, just let's just communicate in our plain, simple English that we know, we know and love to make sure we're on the same page. But then they won't understand us. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get to understand us over the years. Yeah, they will. There, 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 are, there are other things that happen too. You know, we've been a lot, involved in a lot of situations that come back to the whole idea of of leadership, understanding your power, and the effects of stuff. So we had a client uh, years ago where there was it was spouses who were involved, and uh, happened to be actually a second marriage. Uh, both of them were were more IT related folks, and there would be knockdown, drag out, not physically, but yelling, top of the lungs fighting about stuff that happened four years ago at home. This was in front of us in a in a business environment in an office that had maybe, I don't know, at least four, four other offices, f- fourplex, and they would be screaming at each other, screaming. We're talking vein-popping screams, red faces. Couldn't We wouldn't dare put a hand in there and put it on somebody's shoulder and try to stop it. It would probably be snapped off. Very interesting. Yes, I remember. How could I? How, 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 could I, how could I forget that couple? Well, so we we had a we had a a, a mutual friend in the building, and I remember, asked us one day, said, "Hey, what what goes on up there?" He said, "What do you mean?" He said, "There've been complaints all over the building about them in terms of this. Your point, people on different floors can hear you know what's kind of going on, and so just just the uh, being oblivious to that." Again, what we'll call more uh, more social norms, for lack of a better term, in terms of how you do stuff, and and we're very big fans of not bringing all that personal baggage with you into the business day to day. You leave it at the door when you walk in, but if you bring it in, certainly don't open it up and air it out and wave it around for everybody to take a look at all the dirty laundry. <laughs> bring it somewhere else, and you know, take it home. Take it out in the parking lot. Take it somewhere else. No, they but don't. Were. Don't have it in the building. Have it in front of your employees. And and you know what? Are they, again, what are they going to say? So a, a big part of, of what of, of what we do, Jack, day to day, is we help to to say stuff to people that that's never been said before because nobody's nobody's talking to the owners this way. Nobody's letting them. Know, hey, you can't do that kind of stuff. Or if you do, you can do whatever you want. It's your company. But if you do, here are some of the probably unintended consequences of what you're doing. That's right. At least it goes in their brain. Whether they act on it or not, that's a whole different story. But in this case, yeah, they would take stuff home, and, and they they we'd come in for our meeting, and it would be just a matter of about five minutes. Whoever made a, a statement about something they did, the other one would hop all over. It's just like they're, they're restless. They're rocking back and forth in the chair, getting <laughs> just, up, just waiting, waiting, right? waiting yeah. to jump on them, you know. <laughs> and they took it home, and... 
Geez, it was very much to our surprise, wasn't it, Adam, when they got divorced after <laughs> yes. a year or so. Yes, it was. All right, we have we have our last break of the show here, so we got a few more stories to share as well as kind of talking about how do you know to how do you properly harness this? We have, we've had some good success with, with clients doing this. They've been able to properly harness that influence and to be able to bring the spouse in in a way that, that's very helpful and very meaningful for the business. So stay tuned here about, about that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And I, I have a harness to carry my computer fixing tools in. So we'll talk more about my harness, too. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, <laughs> WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. All right, welcome back for our final segment here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and Adam and I are business coaches. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. So many things that owners don't know that we do, and we can help them work their way through it. Anyway, I was talking about a harness. I got a harness to carry my computer-fixing tools into different homes, usually in the middle of the night. So we were talking about a different harness here. Our how question of the night was, how do I harness the power of the influence of my spouse and my technology company? Oh, yeah. Okay. That kind of harness, that right? harness. Oh, I got them mixed up. We have to have a different show about your harnesses, Jack. You're right. You're All right. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're talking, we want to come in this segment, we want to share a few examples of how you can harness that power. We've, we've given some examples in the, in the prior uh, segments of kind of why things are in terms of uh, the influence <clears throat> and, and what kind of goes on and how often the, 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 the folks... Or misunderstood. I want to kind of. Uh, you mentioned early on that most of these folks did well in school. If you remember that that great 1983 movie War Games with Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy, um, he wasn't doing real well in school. In fact, he was so good though. He had one of those old dial-up modems. He'd plug in his phone to, and he's able to crack into the the school computer and change all his grades. I think he made them all A's and maybe one B or something like that, or did that for her and just you know to, to fix all the grades, right? So they don't need to worry about doing well in school because they can find ways to. <laughs> Get, get the grades right they're looking for, right? That, that's right. And then that's find right. find a way to maybe start World War Three while you're at it too by mistake. It just kind of happens when you're, you're nosing around. But we've got a couple of very good examples recently of where you kind of plug plug the spouses in, and depending what what the spouse is like, um, they can be very additive to what's going on. Because again, a big part of what Jack and I do day to day, you know, is we help from a strategic standpoint when it comes to running the business. So if you have a spouse who's been involved in a lot of things, is you know is very smart, very worldly, has has some very good experience, they can be very valuable in bringing some some good experience to the table. And so, uh, we've had a client for a number of years where um, you know, we've met with the spouse as part of the, the, the meetings. You know, early on it was kind of it was touch and go between the owner and, and the spouse coming. It was often just the owner by you know by himself and the spouse would join in. But the last several years, it's been both of them coming together, and it's really helped a lot in terms of. Uh, you know, different value that, that she brings, a different perspective and kind of what's kind of going on. Um, also being closer to the business than, than Jack and I are because, you know, the spouse is aware of some of the the, the, the nuance of the personalities of, the, of, of the, the different players in the business as well. But again, just bring, you know, a different background and, and, and different ideas to help kind of stretch and push. And again, because they're the spouse, they know, that they know their, 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 their husband pretty well. They can push buttons and, and different things and know some of their shortcomings. Yeah, and she she was uh, she was quite a yeah I I agree with this. She is a very positive addition 
to our meeting with him. And it's been going on now for several years, and it's working very well. Right. So, and it's not always the case. You know, it goes both ways. Uh, Adam's example before about the, the bank teller wife, you know, talking about pretty heady subjects. Um, they, they have an undue influence in a negative way, whereas the situation you just described, uh, this, this woman provides a very good balance to, you know, to the, to the table. Right. And there have been times I have another situation where it was a little bit distracting. And uh, the spouse is a little bit too know, domineering or too excitable, but, but, but felt too much like needing to, to kind of drive things, you know, in terms of what her agenda was in the meeting. And that doesn't usually work real well. You know, again, again, coming from a good place, but, one, but it would be very disruptive. And we noticed a change. That's often, I think, where, you know, it can be very, very obvious. Um, the, the, the example we were just talking about, Jack, the owner is very consistent, whether the spouse is there or not. You know, he, he's kind of he's the same kind of guy. Okay, this other situation I'm discussing, you know, the, the, this owner is very different when his wife was involved in the meetings. He was biting his tongue a lot, not you know, again, just letting her dominate things, where. It really wasn't. She wasn't in, in an area or part of the business in the area where she should be dominating. It really, the, the owner was the correct. one who should be dominating. Her. And <clears throat> what was good is he had some discussions with her to kind of say, "Hey, why don't you stop? You know, you got a chance to meet these guys and get a sense for them, kind of what they're doing. This is really for me. So let me meet with them. And if you have some things you want to kind of bring up, where that's great. But why don't you, you know, let it just be me? And it's it's amazing. It's it's. Not totally night and day, but it's pretty darn close in terms of how he is when it's just us and she's not there. I think that's more often the case, right? They, you know, there's a lot of pressure with, with a, uh, I'll say, an assertive spouse. And, you know, you, you, it, it creates stress. It creates a whole different environment. And you should feel free to, to speak your mind as owner of the company, but you often don't. You modify yourself. And... That's where it it gets kind of negative, quite frankly. Yeah, and and you know that's your your comment earlier about you know they have undue influence because they're sleeping with the owner. Well, that that part of that that influence is they can make sure they aren't sleeping with the owner. That owner is sleeping on the couch instead, right? So so he'll come in with a different us. yeah different <laughs> viewpoint from last night. That's right. that's right. So, but part of what we understand, we help to explain to our clients that hey, you know what. A night, or, a night or two on the couch may not be such a bad idea in, in the long term. You know, you have to have some short-term pains often in order to kind of achieve some success. <laughs> if you're constantly giving into that very short-term <laughs> stuff, it's a great lesson for them in terms of how you, you make sure you do that. So, again, part of what we do is, I, I think I mentioned in the last segment, Jack, a couple segments ago about you know, that they often are, are very strong women. And the men need to kind of take the pants back at times. You know, you talk about you know, kind of being the man. I'm saying you need to kind of stand up and, and recognize that your relationship is strong enough to withstand some pushback. It has to be more, more of an equal relationship. That's where they, 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 they go really well. We've got a good equal partnership is when it works real well. Yeah, and they can talk to each other and they can say sensitive things to each other and not worry about uh, consequences that are going to last for days, weeks, months, you know, or be game changers. You should be able to communicate well with your spouse, and and uh, that's not often the case. Yeah, if harnessed properly, again, the spouse can be a very, very valuable asset, especially to an IT company, uh, because they bring a lot to the table. 
Um, they're able to, to to bring a lot of the nuances that that, that we talk about, and it's it's an important part of you know, what's kind of going on to make sure they're in the same same page. And it, it, it's good to understand that they're they're protecting, um, but often the the overprotectiveness can 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 be a detriment if you know there's some certain risks that are there, and you got you also got to risk making some mistakes at times, you know, and stubbing your toe or getting your nose bloody a little bit. That's okay too. Um, and when it comes to business, you know, but it's knowing when to involve them and how to involve them. And, uh, again, it can be, can be very, very helpful. But we know it's a common challenge, especially, again, with, with the owners of IT companies. We see it where we, you know, it, it stands out when we don't meet the spouse pretty early on as being unusual. That's right. And, you know, we, we don't want this to get confused with hiring spouses working in the company. There is a big difference. We don't advocate that, by the way. But that's, uh, a, that's a whole different show. Yeah. That has nothing to do. That could be IT or any, any other company. Uh, that's correct. That's correct. And keep in mind, that comes from a kid who grew up with, with uh, parents who ran a company together for 40 years. I thought that was the norm. I didn't realize until I got much older how unusual that, that was for them to not only have a successful company, doing that but also a successful marriage who was that kid who who grew up like that that'd be me jack oh, oh all right <laughs> very good that's that's the one <laughs> so so yeah so that's a whole different show in terms of you know spouses in the business and pluses and minuses of that um but it's again when it comes to, to, to the it companies this is why they're often you know many of our favorite uh, favorite clients is we love the characteristics of being very smart very curious very hardworking. Uh, very empathetic. They, 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 they make very good owners and leaders as they start to understand better some of the nuance when it comes to business. And their spouse is going to be tremendously influential and very helpful there. And it's a matter of setting certain boundaries. At, at the end of the day, your your team, who's often folks who are more IT-oriented, are going to respect you as the owner because you have IT orientation. They're going to respect the spouse as much. Because they probably don't want to understand your engineering jokes. No, they put up, they put up with, and tolerate, and and it creates a pressure with the spouse. And they, you know, they're 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 big stress points. Yes, they are. But it can be it can be wonderful, and it can work. So, if you're having some of those challenges, uh, if if you're curious about it, you weren't you, know, you didn't feel like talking on the air tonight. Uh, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. You know, Jack and I are here only for an hour a week, but we're. Everywhere else for the other 167 hours out of the week. Is that, or I think it's the number of hours, 168, 167. We're doing math tonight, right? That's right. But so we're, 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 you can get a hold of us in many other ways when we're not here on the air. Uh, a great way to do that is to, to, to shoot us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com. You can also give us a call, 877-849-0670. In case you missed a part of this show or any of the previous shows, you can listen to them at your leisure, day or night. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. When you do that, please leave a uh, 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 some feedback for us. You want to leave a, a review for us. You can get us on Stitcher. You can also go on to uh, wintradio.com in the archive section there. They're all there for you. Also on our website at uh, maximumvp.com, there's a little tab there for the radio show. So lots of ways to get a hold of these uh, shows in case you miss them. And uh, we love being here. We appreciate you being part of the show. And you're going to learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Buddy, you're a boy, make a beat.